Welcome to the Data Strategy Show, 66 Questions, Data Leaders Unplugged. I'm your host, Samir Sharma, and I wanted to let you know that it's been a fantastic year for us on the Data Strategy Show. We've been voted in the top 10 podcasts in 2022 by Only Data Jobs and voted in at number 11 in the top 40 strategy podcasts for 2022 by Feedpost. So I wanted to say a huge, huge thank you to all of you out there, all the listeners who've given us your support, and I'm massively excited about where the show will go in the future. So now on today, today's episode, I'm delighted to have the very determined and goal-focused Ranil Bateju on as my guest. Ranil is super passionate about all things people and looks at the world of data and analytics through the lens of diversity in skill, thought, background, and not necessarily just from a pure tech perspective. He believes in being your authentic self in the workplace and not being a corporate automaton. His first aha moment in data was the moment he felt like a data detective and hunting down the insights made him feel at home. Ranil is currently the group chief data and analytics officer at Lloyd's Banking Group. Helping Britain prosper is the bank's purpose and enabling this very inspiring mission through data and AI is his goal. He is the accountable executive for delivering the bank's data strategy. I love the conversation with Ronald and his spiritual side shone through, not only the fact that he wants to go and spend a year in an ashram, but also would love to teach how to be happy at school to remind children that it's not just about facts and figures, but true happiness. He's never afraid to try new things and loves to have people around him who challenge him and keep him on his toes. I do hope you enjoy this episode. Please like, share and comment and enjoy listening to Ranil. Behind every data leader, there is a person and here is Ranil Unplugged. Ranil Bateju, welcome to the Data Strategy Show. 66 questions, data leaders unplugged. How are you, Ranil? Very good, very good. So really excited and uh, yeah, let's, um, let's go. So 66 questions, you know the format. Uh, so let's, let's, let's start, as you said. Uh, Ranil, what is your wake up ritual? Wake up ritual is um, literally, uh, I wake up quite early. I'm a morning person. Okay. So I jump out of bed, 5.20 every, and I don't need an alarm anymore. All right. You know, kind of mind switches on at five. I lie <laughs> yeah. in bed for about 20 minutes and uh, I try and do some in bed insight meditation for 20 okay. minutes, just nice. lying in bed, just, yeah. um, and then have a shower, um, you know, get dressed, um, yeah. go downstairs, feed the cats. I've got a couple uh -huh. of cats now. Okay. Um, I take a bunch of vitamins. So since COVID, right. I'm, I'm quite, you know, quite, you know, on that. And then yeah. walk to the station. And then again, it's like, right, I, you know, I love getting to the office a bit early. And then yeah. it's that yeah. morning time that I do do my sort of um, best work. So yes. I have a really busy day, but, you know, getting in early gives me like a, like an hour and a half, a couple of hours to like, just get my, get my own work done. And just get your focus time. as well. Right. Which, yeah, get really helps. focused. And, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I'm not a, I, I hate staying back at the office. I, I like to leave early and, you know, get, get time with my family. So I, I kind of get in early mm. and that's kind of where I do mm. my, my best thinking, mind's fresh. Yeah. And just kind yeah, of pass through my own stuff. Yeah. Very good. Very good. What would you say is your biggest strength? Biggest strength is um, I am really determined. So mm -hmm. if I set my mind to something, I, I will get it done. And I, you know, really like to write goals down and then yep. review them or write them down at the start of the year. if i take the effort to write the goals down mm -hmm. invariably if i look at them at the end of the year i've done most of it right so i think that that whole process of writing a goal and then almost um psyching your mind to to get that done to mm -hmm. the point where at the end of the year often you've forgotten what you've written down but you yes look at, what did you actually do so that that's kind of that that you know that belief that right if you write something and get a goal get it done that that's kind of my I that's like that determination. That I, I feel kind of my, yeah, it's that's you my feel core accomplished. thing, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What's the biggest learning experience you've had? Biggest learning experience is you've got to build an incredible team around you, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, there's you know you're never, you know, you're never going to force multiply yourself just by your own work. What you've got to do is hire a team of superstars that are actually better than you. Oh and yes. 
being really confident to say, you know what, I'm going to hire people that if the tables were turned and I had to work for them, I'd be very comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And, and really almost a team of where you're the first amongst equals mm. is the only way to go. And it's the only way to get things done at scale. Yeah. Uh, but it's also the best way to learn, right? So that, yeah. that's how I learn now is I hire people way smarter than me who know topics that I know nothing about and then just learn from them. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Very similar to when I worked in corporate. Yeah, I think you have to. <laughs> I mean, you, you simply can't know everything, can you? Yeah. It just doesn't I mean, work that way. You know, in years gone by, right, there'd be um, people where they'd almost um, go to a meeting and then literally the hour before they get their team to prep them. And oh, yes. Like, what are you yeah. doing? It's like, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. I know. That doesn't work. So I, I never want to, it's like, I'm going to take the, like the person that knows you should go yeah. or I'll take you with yeah. me and you speak. You know, yes. that, that's, yes. that's how we do it. Agreed. Agreed. Are there any hobbies that you will never give up? So this is going to sound really weird, right? So <laughs> when I was a kid, um, yeah. my, um, my mum bought me the Children's Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, nice. And um, I read the whole thing. So I yeah. read the whole thing, right, from yeah. eight, those 20 volumes. And so I've got addicted to basically um, reading uh, information, right, and yep. just kind of trying to learn. So I, you know, there's this uh, app called Quora where I just, mm -hmm. it's got all these mm -hmm. topics I'm quite interested in. So trying to consume lots of information continuously through bite-sized pieces yeah. is like, yeah. an, I'm addicted to that, right? So yeah, I... Yeah. Uh, you know, it just um, can't, can't, you know, that, that, that that's my information gathering go-to, yeah, right? Yeah, just, you know, yeah. my brain's now kind of wired that way where I just yeah. need to, like, I, I just feel, Consume I almost get withdrawal, I, yeah, yeah, I almost get withdrawal symptoms if I'm not continuously consuming information like uh -huh. that, just kind of learning. So, um, and yeah, if you ever need a, uh, you know, general knowledge pub <laughs> quiz camp it's me i yeah i've got a pub quiz coming up at my daughter's school in november i might uh knock I, on I'm your the, door the master of that yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> just depends how much you charge Ronald. um <laughs> <laughs> so um what makes you angry uh what makes me angry is when i don't get things done as fast as i would mm. like right so, mm. so it's not really anger it's more mm. i'm gonna call it frustration so yeah. basically yeah. i've got like a you know, desired state mm -hmm. and then actual state. And then it's like, if I'm not, so, and it's anything, whether it's personal fitness, whether it's competency in a, in a new, in a new skill, whether it's mm -hmm. things that work, right? So I really want to get to what's in my head of here's the promised land, quite impatient to get. And it's, it's almost like that, that sense of frustration. So that, that's something I've really learned to, to manage is, you know what, just take your time, just be patient, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that's mm -hmm. kind of, that that's uh, but that's yeah it, 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 it's yeah mm, i like that what's your first memory of life uh really weird right so again um i, I have like quite a good memory so when i tell this story people always look at me weirdly i can remember <laughs> having my nappies change right so i'm gonna tell you something same with me and people so think like yeah you're you're yeah that's rubbish like you, you were wearing nappies too like 12 no no i i can literally <laughs> remember I, I i have those uh, so that that's one um yeah so I can yeah. remember it. And then I can also remember, I think, being left at home when I was about, like, maybe three. I think my oh. mum had gone to pick up my sister mm -hmm. at school and then just left me asleep. And I must have woken up. Uh -huh. And I remember, it was about maybe two and a half, three. I remember just playing upstairs and then realising, oh, my God, there's no one at home. And then running down the stairs. And then yeah. I remember looking through the letterbox, crying. Oh, yes. And my, oh, my, my mother and sister say, wow, we came home, we could... We, we could see you, we could hear you crying and you were pe peering out through, oh my the, uh, goodness. through the letterbox. <laughs> oh dear. Many, many years of, uh, of counseling then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Separation um, trauma. Yes. <laughs> what, what are you most excited about these days? I'm really, so, you know, it's one of those things where I'm excited by the possibilities of, um, you know, some of the technologies that we mm -hmm. have, right? So, mm -hmm. which we're just scraping the surface on. So, yeah. You know, and I'm going to pick the one that I work on, right? So I'm excited by the possibilities of data to free up the world, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel, and I, and I say that because I'm in the space, yeah. and um, yeah, and we're just not using enough of it, right? So basically, um, you know, just society hasn't really um got comfortable with using data at you know um at scale to solve societal problems. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. starting to happen, right? You can see that 
people are starting to think about, you know, um, things like net zero. How do we use yes. data to to solve yeah. some of this? So I, I feel quite excited about it. a because it's an area where I feel, you know, what I've got some skin in the game, some skills, and yeah. but it's it's also one where I can see the 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 potential and the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Um, what's the best compliment you've ever received? Uh, look, it's again right. So I think when I was a kid, I overheard my parents. I don't know whether they did this on purpose, telling someone, <laughs> oh, yeah, Ranil, when he sets his mind to it, he can do anything. Right? Oh, and, fantastic. Um, and I heard that. It's like I almost then basically, hit, you know, convinced myself that that was true. So yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of a, you know, that's something awesome. that, yeah, it's it's kind of like really, it kind of links to what I was saying before. It's like setting yeah. goals, just doing yeah. them, right? So I think they I, knew I what of, they were doing, your parents, very wise parents. Yeah, they did it. I, I'm sure they deliberately did it. Just, uh, or like you say this, he'll hear it and then he'll, uh, you know, kind of convince himself. Become yeah. that. Yeah, good. Become good. that, yeah. Um, is there a cause that's really important to you? Diversity and inclusion, right? So mm -hmm. I, I feel, um, so I am a, a brown person. Yes. And, um, you know, I grew up in, in London, uh, mm -hmm. in, first, then moved to Australia. And I, I've had like, you know, honestly, like a, life handed to me on a plate right mm. so if i you know mm. you know I, I i've had a a, a sort of a, a really charmed run you know the universe has just basically um been incredibly generous and about so from you know the parents i had the experiences i had yep. the friends yep. the great experiences right and then also not having not having many like handful handful of things that probably didn't you know didn't go well but in general you know, it's, it's been really really uh, like a very positive experience. And, you know, I, I feel, you know, I'd love to pay that forward. Mm -hmm. How do I, mm -hmm. you know, give other people, um, the, how do I help others? How do I yeah. help all sorts of minorities, um, mm -hmm. you know, kind mm -hmm. of um, achieve their full potential. And mm -hmm. that's something I, I, you know, I've really started to get involved in that over the mm -hmm. last, I would say 12 months. And okay. um, yeah, I, I do feel, yeah. you know what, it's something I want to do more of, right? So mm -hmm. helping other people and providing opportunities Sure. You know, giving, you know, being the network that some people don't have, right? That that's something mm -hmm. I feel quite, mm -hmm. you know, quite I think passionate about. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very important to get that across because, yeah, like, like you said, you you just don't realize how lucky you've been actually. It's luck. To have, it's yeah, luck, right? So yeah, my success yeah. is like basically lots, most of it. Like, you know, lots of people work hard. Some mm -hmm. people work hard and mm -hmm. have luck, right? And mm -hmm. I think that's there was a really great book by Malcolm Gladwell mm -hmm. years ago, which kind of really, you know, showed that actually. You know, a lot of success is is like you know, luck. And yes, I, I, I believe yeah. that, right? So yeah. I, you know, yeah. in the right Same place, here. right time, yeah. right sponsors, right mentors, mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. opportunities. You mm -hmm. know, that that's kind of really helped me. So, what can I do to provide that for others? Yeah, very good, very good. What makes you smile the most? What makes me smile? Um, hmm. Some of the things my kids say, right? So <laughs> basically, I mean, they are incredibly. Um, you know, direct and, uh, you know, they, they kind of like every day feels like the emperor's new clothes, right? Is, so is that the, the Aussie, emperor. is that the Aussie style? Yeah. So I don't know where they got that. Probably their, their mum's a Kiwi. So that's okay. where they learned. Yeah. Ah. But it, it's like, I, I'm never allowed to feel even remotely, uh, you know, I have a big head. So just the, <laughs> the constant berating of me and just belittling. Uh, so I, I, I feel very level headed because I've got two children that just feel very, very comfortable just calling it out yep, all of my yep, weaknesses yeah constantly oh, so it, it, but it brings a smile to my face i mean it's like it's quite funny like it's it is cruel yeah yes harsh yes. but uh, i need to hear it and they're your kids so they can say anything they're my they kids, want absolutely. yeah exactly yeah do you have a secret talent um i tried to learn the blues harmonica when okay. i was uh like in my late teens yeah. and so that that is something where i feel if i was ever on a a life raft or stranded somewhere with a harmonica. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure I could entertain some people with, uh, you know, with my, my blues notes. Yeah. Or yourself. Or myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody might jump ship, you know, I don't know. How good yeah, you absolutely. Are. No, I'm only really kidding. Be. <laughs> <laughs> and why did you choose that? I'm really interested to, to know why Do you, you know chose what? that. So, uh, so look, it was just one of those late teens, early twenties. You know, how do you differentiate yourself? It's it's a competitive market for. I see. You know, you're you're a young man trying to meet trying to meet people. So I thought, you know what, the blues. You know, yeah, if I could yeah. learn an instrument, play guitar. So I, 
did a lot of guitar lessons. I, you know, tried to, and I, I actually did like the music. So yeah, you know, I, oh, I, you I did. Okay. Liked, yeah. I quite liked the blues and thought yeah. it was very soulful. But you yes, know, just the concept of you can express yourself with this mm -hmm. little thing that you can keep in your pocket, and then mm -hmm. uh, you know, bust that out, and then you know, just kind of make make music was uh, you know something that uh, appealed to me. Yep. As a young twenty-year-old, yes, I I get it. Um, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? Yeah, really weirdly, right? So I, um, I would have been an engineer. So basically, mm -hmm. um, so bizarrely, right? So lots of people have goals and ambitions. Mine from when I was a very little boy was to be a chemical engineer. It was very specific. Wow, very specific. Yeah, very so my dad was... had a friend. That, yeah, oh, my, wow. my dad had a really good friend that was a petroleum engineer. And okay. um, I really liked him. He was, it was yeah. a really nice, uh, like a kind of a godfather type figure. Oh, right. Yeah. And yeah. he talked to me about his work. It sounded really interesting. And I felt, yeah. you know what, I... And so I uh, really wanted to do that. And I, I, I do work experience when I was at high school. I yeah. studied that at university and mm -hmm. uh, did a lot of work. And I, I sort of, I really loved it. The work mm -hmm. itself mm -hmm. was actually quite, because, you know, solving problems, using yes. lots of optimization and maths. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I can't, and, you know, a lot of my friends stuck with it. Okay. I, unfortunately, at the time, I, you know, so I did it for a while and then, I had, um, you know, kind of other things going. So, you know, I was doing that in Australia where, you know, mm -hmm. typically that sort of work, you're out, you know, in the in the boonies, right? So right. in oil rig off the okay. coast or yeah, in yeah. some sort of desert mining town, right? So wow. I kind of felt actually, you know what, I love the work, love the people, but there's a big city out there, like mm -hmm. the big world. I'm sort of mm -hmm. missing out. So I, I, I sort of, but if I hadn't done what I was doing, I, I would have, I would have stuck with that. Like it's, you know, it's not as glamorous as um, data and analytics, particularly financial services, right? Mm. But it's, you know, you're you're doing really good, honest work, right? And um, yeah, I actually did like the, the the kind of um, the rigor of it, like the, you know, it, it's, you know, it was, you're not messing around with PowerPoint, you're actually solving real problems, yeah. right? So I, I did yeah. like that that aspect of it. Well, I must say, you're the first person who said that data and analytics is glamorous. So that's definitely it is gonna, now that, sexiest that's job gonna... of the twenty. No, it's. <laughs> You know, you're. I, I don't know who you're meeting. Uh, so data analytics is now like. Well, I've, I've just nothing. met you, so I know the glamour behind it now. I it mean, went from you know. nothing to now. Actually, people go, oh, whoa, like data analytics. You know, data engineering, data science, yeah. machine learning. Uh, yeah. Now it's it's gone from literally like basically people looking at you and just like you're a nutter. Not, yeah. You're a nutter to now. <laughs> wow, that's actually pretty. Cool. Well, that's and, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, it's yeah. but it's like literally it's sort of you know last five years it's become mainstream. Mm -hmm. I can now tell people what I do yeah. uh, without, you know, them without them walking away, walking away, you know, <laughs> or just assuming, oh, like, and spending hours trying I'm to explain, geek. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, no, you're right there. You, you are right. As soon as you say data and analytics, people say, oh, you know, but I think it was just great that you've, you've labeled it as glamorous. So you're the only person I know that says it's glamorous. So it's great. Um, what are the three things that you can't live without? Um, I can't live without good food so mm. I'm, I'm quite a like a, i'm a foodie so mm -hmm. I, I i love um you know and you know it's like a broad range like i, I really like lots of variety lots of mm -hmm. you know ethnic cuisines lots of people yep. all around the world. so that, that's probably that's number one um i love music and yep. similar to food right so i love all music right so right. i could listen to uh, anything from you know african house to blues to opera to classical mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. you know um Tibetan throat singing, right? So yeah. kind of just music is music, right? And then yeah. the third thing is um, other people, like company, yeah. like really, yeah, yeah. you know, just, uh, and, you know, it's not like I need to surround myself with people all the time, but it's more, you know, just the few interactions that you have a day, make make it, you know, it's, yeah. um, you know, whether it's talking to the, you know, the, you know, the uh, person that's vacuuming the, the carpets at the office to having a chat to, some random person that you met while you're making a coffee, mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, I, so mm -hmm. those three things. You those know, social so interactions, yeah. Social yeah. interactions. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't yeah. even need to be friends. It's more just that I, I, yeah. I crave that. And that's what I really mm -hmm. missed mm -hmm. during the pandemic. What fictional character would you want to be? What fictional character? Mm. Um, hmm. That's a, uh, look, probably um, there was a, like a, I'd, I'd say a protagonist from an Ernst Hemingway type. Okay. Book. So yep. he wrote this um, uh, book in the 1920s. I think it was somewhat um, autobiographical. It was called mm -hmm. um, Fiesta, the Sun Also Rises. And, mm -hmm. you know, what was really great about that is that basically 
you know, it's all like it's it's kind of um, it shows a story and doesn't actually tell it. And mm-hmm. you know, and and so the the actual story you've got to work out in your head. And if I think about, you know, if you know, so that that's something quite aspirational, right? So rather than telling people stuff, if there's a way to kind of show them the story and let yes. them kind of work it out themselves. So yep. that that yep. was quite quite appealing actually. That's to awesome. Me. I like that. What's the last TV show that you binge watched? So here's the thing, right? So I started watching Breaking Bad again. Oh, really wow. Weird. Yeah. So yeah. I, I watched... Um, did you forget what it... Did you, did you forget some of it? Or did you just say... I yeah, I, to... I did. I did. Yeah. So, so like the first time I watched it, like I didn't realize how nasty the characters were. Yes. And I yes. was almost like on their side. And then now I'm watching again. It's like, wow, you know, this, this is terrible people. Like just the... Yeah horrendous and I, I just didn't see it the first time mm-hmm. like it was mm-hmm. only right at the end they were, oh my god they're monsters but then <laughs> now it's like you you sort of see it right from uh right from the get-go yeah yeah no it's a great show actually what's the most adventurous thing you've done in your life when i was 21 i took mm-hmm. uh six months off uni and uh, me and two friends uh they they were still they hadn't turned 21 so they were a few months younger than me we decided we'd take time off and do like a big road trip uh, across the Americas. Right? Oh, nice. So we landed in LA and mm-hmm. the goal was that we'd drive all the way from LA all the way down through to South America, right? So oh, unfortunately, wow. yeah, we didn't get that far. So when we got to Tijuana, literally yeah. the first night there, uh, we got robbed and we decided, oh. you know what, let's oh, no. let's not go any further south. Oh so my we God. Spent the six months we drove, but driving through the south of the United States. And that yes. was- um, It's beautiful. That was kind of, yeah, yeah, no, but it was really interesting. Like it was, you know, uh, just a- uh, I hadn't realized how different America was. Oh like, so gosh, yes. Growing up in yeah. you know England and Australia, yeah. right? You like you just consume American TV, mm-hmm. and but you, you you actually realize yeah when you're there, you know what? There's the culture is really different. It's very interesting, mm. but it's it's mm. not like it's on TV. No, so no, no, great, not at all. Great experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I agree with you on that. Um, how would you define yourself in three words? I'm quite. Um, you know, I'd say I've got like a lot of energy. So I, mm-hmm. I, I do, um, and to the point where I think when I was a kid, um, you know, my, you know, I guess my parents and teachers would have almost described it as like fidgety, you know, just that kind of, you know, so a lot of energy, right? So mm-hmm. I've got, um, so I'm quite energetic. Um, I'm quite curious. So I mm-hmm. really want to understand why and, you know, curiosity, like I'm, you know, I wouldn't say nosy. I was actually talk, interviewing someone recently that they, they described <laughs> themselves as nosy. So no, no, I think you mean curious. It's, yeah. it's a better word. So <laughs> I'm quite curious though. Yeah. Quite curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, probably the third thing is, you know, I, I, I probably, um, I, I do want to kind of, like, I, I guess I do push myself sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, it's something that um, if I've, again, this whole goal thing, right? If, I, if I've got a goal, I, I will, almost go a bit extreme and a bit overboard mm-hmm. to try and achieve it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. perfect um is there anything which i'm sure there is but is there anything specifically that is currently inspiring you in the data world right now what's kind of really inspiring me is kind of again right this whole the whole you know um diversity inclusion conversation mm-hmm. in data so mm-hmm. you know here we are in this world where basically um, all of those predictions from 10 years ago around this global shortfall of data and analytics yep. professionals, right? Yep. So I remember reading that, I think it was maybe 2010, mm-hmm. 11, right? One of those McKinsey, Harvard Business Review things. Mm-hmm. Thinking, wow, this is amazing. I'm so glad I picked this as a career, right? Here we are like 12 years later. That has turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what, what that's meant though, it's really forced everyone to really think about, you know what, there's this skill set that we need and we we want to have uh, a lot more of the people with these skills, and mm-hmm. so therefore we need to be very creative about how we build our own pipelines. We can't just you know, relying on hiring is just not going to work anymore. So, what that's meant is people all over the world who lead data teams have now got to think a lot harder about who is it that they really want to hire. What are the yep. skills, and is it yep. the people that went to the you know, the, the Ivy League or the, mm-hmm. you know, the Russell's group, mm-hmm. or is it mm-hmm. actually, what are the actual types of traits and behaviors? Yeah. And where yeah. do I get those? And just mm-hmm. opening their mind to, do you know what, actually, if I'm really honest, and look at my leadership team, none of them really did um, data science, these sort of type backgrounds, mm-hmm. They've done a whole range mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. 
here they are leading huge chunks of um, you know, the data world at yeah. big organizations. Yeah. yeah. They can do it. So that means actually there's a whole range, there's a whole population of people that I haven't really targeted before that actually that that is the that's who I need to tap into. So I feel quite inspired that people are now recognizing actually this is a critical skill set for the world mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. need to really rethink um, who we who we want to hire. Yeah. Yeah. And we we also recognize that uh, diversity and, and not just of gender, you know, ethnicity, um, you know, you know, all sorts of things like realize, you know what, that that is really powerful, right? That plus neurodiversity or what mm-hmm. course you've studied, your mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. Let's so, I agree. so that, that's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm quite quite inspired by that. And you know, I, I think that um what's driving obviously there's a massive shortfall. It's forced people to have to think creatively, but it's made them like I feel it's genuinely breaking down lots of barriers, mm. lots of barriers mm. about traditionally mm. what, like, you know, 10, 12 years ago, right? Be looking for people that went to certain universities, yeah. certain backgrounds. It's like, yeah. you know what, actually. That doesn't matter not, anymore. It doesn't it's matter, not, right? It's no, like, it's a whole no. bunch of other things. It's, yeah. you know, for me, it's, it's the way like, they think. Um, it's it's, it's they how think. they look but, at a problem, you know, and but curiosity. Also how, how, willing, yeah. how willing are you to learn, learn. new things? Yeah, like, yeah. Right, it's yeah. like your ability to learn new things. Like everything that we do in data is new. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. all the technologies I'm looking at with, with my job, right? Five years ago, I wasn't looking at these, right? They, mm-hmm. they were different technologies. So I've had to learn all of this stuff over the last five years. Yeah. In the next five years, yeah. there'll be a, a, another set of new things. So mm-hmm. so it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter then what you know. It's more about, can you learn new things? Yeah. And, and so that, yeah. that's kind of like, just it becomes a much more level playing field then. Yeah, you know? true. Oh, I agree with that. What's what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Be yourself. Be, be your authentic self. So yep. I remember when I started work, um, this was late 90s in Australia, and I remember reading this book. It was by the guy that founded the uh, International Management Group, Mark McCormack or something like that, right? So, I, And uh, it was this book about how to succeed in the corporate world. And basically, mm-hmm. it, it sort of the, what the book said was, you need to be this like kind of, you know, corporate automaton and, right. you know, you, and so, and that, that was the general, like, you know, you, you, you we, we go to like, like uh, you know, various courses and it would say, um, you know, don't bring your feelings to work, mm-hmm. act as you mm-hmm. must, not how you feel. I yep. remember that was a, yep. that was a famous slogan, late nineties, early, right? act as you must, not how you feel. Right. Yep. And so I kind of embraced that to the extreme as I did with everything. And right. like, I was like, basically like this, um, I was a completely different person at work to how I was outside. And then I remember, you know, kind of about three or four years of working, right? So, uh, you know, mid twenties, you know, my manager at the time, she said, you know, run ill, you know, you're, you're not like, people don't know who you are, be yourself. Like, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, and, you know, outside of what you're so different, that's, that's who you are. And that, that was, that was kind of really, really great advice. And, uh, you know, that, that's, I, re- I really try and just be my authentic self at, uh, you know, at work, like the same person I'm at home. I and think you like, have to and, be and it's nowadays. A constant effort, right? you, know, yeah, so yeah. You, you get socialized a different way. And, and, you do. and so that, that's yeah. something, you know, I, I'm still, you know. I, I, I think like, a lot of people have that veneer and that's the bit which you, you know, like you said, I had this corporatized veneer, which, I had to act in a specific way. But actually, when you talk about diversity and inclusion, wow, you know, people are all extremely different. And you really want to see the true nature of who they are. And then you can feel like comfortable when working with them and understanding their background and, you know, who they are specifically. Because that's the only way you're going to get the best out of them. So I think I think it's really, really, really important to, to, to think like that. Um, do you remember the, 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 the moment that your career completely changed? The moment my career completely changed was, um, yeah, so I I, th- I mentioned I did chemical engineering for my mm-hmm. undergraduate degree, mm-hmm. and I actually worked as a chem- chemical engineer for a few months mm-hmm. and loved the work, but I, you know, wanted to move back into the big smoke. And um, I was really fortunate in that I got onto this graduate program at ING in back in Sydney. Okay. They were yeah. hiring engineering sort of, stu- like they mm-hmm. felt, you know, quantitative skills I'm sure there's a role for you in financial. So I got into this grad program. And then my first rotation was in marketing. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, you know, uh, the, and it was, they just kind of bought all of this um, data mining software. Right. It was right. like a very early yeah, IBM yeah. tool. It was called yeah. Intelligent Miner. They yeah. also had like a whole bunch of SPSS type tools. Uh-huh. Well. And uh-huh. I remember like just starting to kind of play around with that. And 
I basically um, did this like um, got all this data. It was about mm-hmm. you know one of the like a some sort of bond product. Did some like uh, you know um, cluster analysis, mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. K like and you know came up with um, some some clusters and which I then profiled. I was like, whoa, insights. Yeah, like yeah. I've yeah. taken stuff and yeah. I've like, you know, done some, done some, uh, you know, profile. It's like, well, I've uncovered and I felt, wow, that's like just that insight. I've, I've actually created insights from nothing. Yes, yes. And I thought, wow, yeah. that's, I, I, I just remember thinking, wow, that, that's pretty cool. I, I feel mm-hmm. like a, mm-hmm. a detective, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that was, yeah. so for me, that was like, wow, that's actually, um, I quite enjoyed that. And I decided at that moment, you know what, uh, this whole- This data thing data, sounds good. This yeah. data thing, like analytics, data mining, mm-hmm. database marketing. Mm-hmm. I like it and I'm going to stick mm-hmm. with this. And this is mm-hmm. something that I feel, you know, it, it kind of gave me a bit of a buzz of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, solved a problem, come up with insights. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that was cool. So I, awesome. I, I remember that quite distinctively. Yeah, very good. Um, I know you've lived in, you know, obviously in London before, but then you left and you've traveled around the world and lived in different places. But now you're back. What three words describe living for you living in the UK? Yes, yeah, so number one, it's very familiar. So mm-hmm. I was born in London, lived here until I was 10. And yeah. um, so it's kind of like where I grew up. Yeah. And so um, so when I was 10, we moved to Australia and then lived there, to, you know, and then I think in my early 30s, moved to Asia, lived in mm-hmm. Singapore for a while, then mm-hmm. Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And when I was working in both places, I did a lot of tra- travel in Asia, right? All, all, all over the world, in South America, mm-hmm. you know, Mexico, Middle East, right? And I think the thing about all those other countries were they felt very foreign, but also very mm-hmm. exotic. Mm-hmm. And so just, whereas mm-hmm. coming back to London, it felt like very, very familiar, right? So yeah. Like, you know, so, yeah. so in, a, in a way that was, well, just subconsciously, I kind of felt, so, so number one, it feels very familiar. It feels like, mm-hmm. you know, home really. Yes. I mean, this is where, you know, um, so that's number one. Um, I think the second thing is super blessed to be connected to like a load of stuff, like ideas, right? So yeah. like literally if I wanted to like three or four times a week, I could meet all sorts of interesting people mm-hmm. in the sphere that I'm in, right? So yeah. Yeah. some of the smartest minds in data, machine learning, mm-hmm. ethics, AI, mm-hmm. fintech, right? Mm-hmm. There's just a load of stuff going on where you can meet like the most um, interesting um, people and just like it's, there's a lot of ideas, right? So yeah. it's, yeah. I, look, and you know, having been to sort of Silicon Valley, right, which is super spread out and, you know, London's quite different. There's a real concentration of people on, mm-hmm. you know, particularly in, in the world of data and, yep. and machine learning, like there's a lot of, lot of ideas and insights, right? So mm-hmm. that is, so just that feeling of being connected. Mm-hmm. I think the third piece is it, it is definitely the most cosmopolitan place in the world, right? So mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's, you know, like literally it is, the capital of the world. You know, I think yeah. that, um, you know, London and New York are always touted as the two alpha cities. I think London's definitely more international. Like there's just a, con- like it, it is literally wherever you are, like whatever country, you have some sort of um, connection with London. So mm-hmm. those are the three things, yeah. Yep, great. Um, we talked about music previously, but what's what's heavily played on your music playlist right now? Yeah, so two things. So African house. So mm-hmm. basically, um, house music from Africa is like really, you know. So there's a South African DJ called Black Coffee, and mm-hmm. uh, so this is all through the Spotify stuff, right? So yeah. it's not like I'm cool, but my wife and kids <laughs> are much cool music, and somehow it's sort of so, so that that's definitely a lot of um, a lot of uh, you know kind of that type mm-hmm. of music. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sort of really really into that. That's probably and then always right. So. Um, just with my age, right? So as a kid was, you know, the 80s were quite big. So 80s synth pop. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. just always. So th- those two things. Those so two places. Of, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Good, cool. Um, what three things are at the top of your bucket list? Yeah, look, I um, I want to, um, there's there's like a sort of a, um, a whole spiritual side mm-hmm. that I, I want to explore. So I haven't really done much of that stuff. So mm-hmm. When I worked in my previous firm, we had uh, a big team in India, and right. I'd um, like we had a like a large team in Bangalore, a large team mm-hmm. in Kolkata, like mm-hmm. literally you know hundreds of engineers and, and data scientists. And what I found really interesting about all the people I met there was like everyone seemed to have like a a spiritual kind of gig, right? They'd all have like a guru, they'd, mm-hmm. they'd go mm-hmm. do meditation. So yeah. that's kind of so. Number one is like I, I'd love to like basically 
spend some time and actually invest in, yeah. you, know, in you know, in the same way, like oh, I've tried like, you know, the gym, you know, yeah. diets. It's yeah. like, you know what, I've never really, I've never really invested in, you know, the, the, the whole cultivating my mind. Right. So that's something that, um, and it's something that you've got to really give yourself some, like oh. I'd love to take yeah. a year off and yep. uh, go and like, you know, study with a guru, like in an ashram or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely, mm-hmm. that's definitely number one. Um, I love um, the whole idea of just spending, you know, six months sailing around the med, right? Mm-hmm. So that's um, turning that's 50 yeah, um, yeah. Uh, in, in the not too distant future. So that, that's, okay. kind of, you know, that's, that's definitely something I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then probably the third thing is, um, you know, I'd love to, um, like I, I met a, like a, this guy that had been an investment banker until mm-hmm. he was in his uh, mid fifties and then decided and with in investment banking, he'd really specialized in, you know, a lot of the quant work, right? So right. it was an investment bank mm-hmm. quant. Mm-hmm. Mid fifties, decide, you know what, I'm done with that. You know, my my, my kids are now um, they're going to university, and so he retrained as an anthropologist. Wow. And basically, uh, what what was special about him was he actually started to use his quant skills in mm-hmm. anthropology. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love Fantastic. to do, I'd love do to, something. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I'd love to like basically uh you know I read somewhere that there's like basically 10 million manuscripts that have not been read or studied. Amazing. Right? And so like, well I'd love to like think about how would I use data science and like things like um you know um open source and like natural language pro how would you use some of the those cap to go through mm-hmm. that to like learn mm-hmm. stuff. So how would I learn something completely new, but then bring some of my, um, you know, kind of old, old career skills into that. So that, that's still, you know, that's cool. It's within that's the cool. realms of possibility, yeah. you know, yeah. that's uh, right. You know, at some point, can I, can I retrain, but you know, I'd love to use the data skills in a the text. Yeah. Field. The data, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel that, you know, no one's really using that. So yeah. brilliant. I love that. Um, what book did you most recently finish? So it's a book called invisible women. And I read mm-hmm. this. Oh uh, yes. I've got it. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, over the yeah. summer, right? So I was, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, had a nice summer holiday in Greece. And then my daughter, like mm-hmm. we we're at the airport, the Heathrow, mm-hmm. and she said, Daddy, you should read this book. And I was, why? It's about data. It's about women, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I bought it and then I read it and it mm-hmm. basically totally uh, shocked me. So it was, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. as you read the book, right? So it's, you know, I, I'm, I, it's on my shelf, right? I can see it from here, Caroline Criada Perez. And my yeah, so wife, like, my wife is reading it at the moment, and I'm yeah, I'm so going to read it the, after. The, the core premise is that yeah. basically, um, we don't capture data on on women on yeah. gender, right? And and mm-hmm. therefore, we live in a world where the data that we do capture is is for men, and it's mm-hmm. very averaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so therefore, a lot of how the world is designed doesn't suit women. And it yes. all of these, you know, case studies from uh, so for example, right? Um, you know toilets mm-hmm. uh, at any venue like mm-hmm. even with 50 50 that's never enough right so yep. women use toilets very differently often they've got like kids uh babies that the uses patterns are very different so a 50 50 mm-hmm. is never going to work right mm-hmm. or it had things mm-hmm. like um in, in most uh, offices the air conditioning is set to this point that is being sort of um, calibrated for a you know 25 to 40 year old uh, average weight male and then mm-hmm. women have a different mm-hmm. um you know, kind of temperature sort of, so yep. they feel cold. Yep. And, yep. you know, I remember like for decades, really think, wow, why are all the women wearing pashminas in the yeah. office? <laughs> yeah. yes. well, now you know. It's, actually, no, it's not, it's not a star thing. It's because the air yeah. conditioning is too cold for yeah. men, yeah. not yeah, for yeah. men, right? So, yeah. but the book was full of this sort of stuff. It was really, brilliant. you know, really shocking stuff, very horrifying. Yeah. And the court was like stupidity and laziness, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know what, why, why are we like, why are crash test dummies? not why don't we have variations in that mm-hmm. you know why mm-hmm. like all of these things were quite solvable mm-hmm. but it was it was mm-hmm. it was very shocking and i had mm-hmm. to stop reading it many times because i was so shocked mm-hmm. like i read it and so mm-hmm. i can't believe this yeah, yeah. this is yeah. shocking right so, so yeah. that, that's well that's the, the saying I've... wasn't it? It's, it, it you know it's a man's world and that's that's now you realize the the extent to to how how it's been built for men yeah you and, know, which you know, is terrible so, but it, it yeah. And it shows that actually, you know what? So people are quite um, in this day, right? So let's let's not capture data on gender or ethnicity or mm-hmm. religion, right? Mm-hmm. The book sort of makes the point: of, well, if you don't, then you don't know what you're doing wrong. And, mm-hmm. and so I think it does mm-hmm. open up a lot of like questions, yeah, and moral yeah. kind of questions around: well, mm-hmm. should we capture this data or not? And mm-hmm. by not capturing it, what are the biases that we just don't even know? Yep. Yep. 
Yep. If you could go back in time, what would you tell your 16-year-old self? Don't stress about school and university. Good. And, um, you know, like I'd, I'd say to my 16-year-old self, um, do you know what? Relax. So, mm -hmm. like, I've got to be honest and say, you know, school was great, but the life skills were more about sports. Like, so it's, you know, I, I did re relatively well at school, you know, got, mm -hmm. you know, went to good school, got into a good university. But mm -hmm. if I think about what was the core thing I learned, it was actually the team sports I played. Yep. So um, Australia is quite different to the UK in that, like, basically the, the, the whole philosophy there is there is a team for everyone, mm -hmm. despite your how useless you are or yeah, how yeah. uncoordinated. Yeah. There's yeah. a sport, there's a team for you. Yep. You'll be matched with equally uncoordinated <laughs> And then you play competitive sport against others. Who and others who are just as bad as, yeah, yeah, brilliant. And, and so, so, I love it. Like, but it's just the teamwork, like just, yes, the, you know, yes. the feeling part of a yeah. team, yeah. Uh, putting the effort, like, so things like rowing, right? Remember, right? We'd, you know, um, just how you know, it would all come together on the day and like months of practice, right? That Or the mm -hmm. rugby, right? You, could, you mm -hmm. know, just having to train and just having to like be, like all of those things were probably the more important things I learned at school rather than the, the actual kind of you know academic side of it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah um if you could switch lives for with a person for one day who would it be probably george harrison from the beatles oh you know, very like, cool I, you know just mm -hmm. like what a you know kind of being part of this thing where you basically um fundamentally changed culture mm -hmm. and but also mm -hmm. introduced spirituality into into yeah. the West. You yeah, know, he way. did. So, yeah, yeah. You, know, I, I, you know, definitely something that, uh, you yeah. know, I'd, I'd love to kind of experience that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you had to change something in the world right now, what would it be? This kind of whole view that, um, you know, knowledge is subjective. Like, I, mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel like the internet has made us dumber. And that's <laughs> um, basically, yes. yeah. you know, it's amazing, right? So, all this, all the world's knowledge, everyone's fingertips mm -hmm. has made us like, so that is something that, you know, um, people are free to kind of find their own facts. And mm -hmm. I, I just feel that's kind of really like, if, if I could change that and actually have more, you know, objective truth, you know, yep. rather than find your own, you know, um, what, what's your truth. Right. So I, I hate yeah. that concept. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just feel it's fake. It's news just causing, yeah. yeah, it's just causing so much, chaos in the world right yeah, so that, tension chaos kind of one... yeah, yeah yeah um if you could offer one piece of advice to upcoming data leaders what would it be embrace um like embrace and focus on building talent and building your team so mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel you know from if i think about my role right so it's morphing and you know I, I don't really think I need to be the technical expert on everything anymore. Yes. What I need to do yeah. as the data leader is to be able to hire those skills. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think really focusing on talent development, talent management. So how do you hire the right people? How do you retain them? How do you provide careers? I feel that's going to be the biggest aspect of a data leader's role, mm -hmm. right? So it's just that, that kind of being able to really um, build and grow data talent. Mm -hmm. And that, that's something mm -hmm. that, um, like I really noticed, like if I think about where I spend my time this year compared to even like a year ago, two years ago, the focus on talent is now much, much bigger. Mm -hmm. right? And it's mm -hmm. again linked to this global shortage. Yeah. The fact that things are changing, right? We're mm -hmm. living this Rapidly. VUCA yeah. world, you know? And mm -hmm. so, so basically you've got to be able to like really, you know, develop people recognize what what are the new skills how do you source those where do you find those how do you build a network how do you how do you have a market map of like who mm -hmm. else is out there and mm -hmm. though that so so I, I so for me personally that's where i'm now spending way more time on this than mm -hmm. i did say five years mm -hmm. ago mm -hmm. and so i'd say for data leaders that's the one skill where i think yeah. everyone's focused on you know their their, their, their technical skills mm -hmm. their you know their, their domain skills their ability yeah. to tell data stories mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of drive transformation. So these are now, here's, here's a new thing that you're going to have to get really good at really quickly. Yeah, fantastic. Um, we talked about uh, you growing up and your parents, but what was the best lesson your parents ever taught you? So the best lesson was to basically be um, 
you know, not judgmental. So mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I was actually really good at school. Like I did mm -hmm. really well at school. I did really well at university, but then for various reasons, I remember, you know, one, one semester at university, I had a really, I had a shocker. So okay. from getting like um, high distinctions and doing mm -hmm. really well, mm -hmm. various kind of uh, reasons, one semester I did really badly. In fact, I actually, um, I, I think I failed a couple of subjects as well. Right. And so this is like my first big academic misstep and yeah, I was yeah. really I thought my parents would be quite brutal about it right so I, I it was this was the year after like maybe my first year at university and I was still living at home and I thought oh this is gonna be and they basically look don't worry son you know I'm sure you'll you know you know pick you, yourself you'll do up. well yeah, yeah, yeah and it's it's yeah. so it's like just that you know that like look at the long game right so I think that's that's the you know that what mm -hmm. I learned from them is, you know what, little things that go wrong, yeah, that doesn't make you. No, right? So no. there's there's a longer story, and then, mm -hmm. you know, you can always come back from something. Mm -hmm. you know? And so that mm -hmm. that was that was something which um, I hadn't expected them to do that. So that yeah, so yeah. for me, it's you know having that own capability, my own kids, I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sage advice that was. All right, we're gonna uh, move, move a bit quicker now. Favorite food. Um, Vietnamese food. So there's a specific uh, thing called a banh mi. It's like mm -hmm. this kind of Vietnamese um, kind of uh, baguette, but it's it's like really crispy, not like a French baguette, and it's got yep. all these delicious fillings. Yeah. Uh, yep. I grew up eating them in Sydney, but oh, I didn't even nice. know what they were. So because all the all the bakeries were run by Vietnamese immigrants, yeah. and yeah. they just have these. And so I, and then it was only years later when I moved to Asia. Oh, it's actually a thing. It's called a banh mi, right? It's right. Like, and then I realized <laughs> almost impossible to get in London, like authentic yes. ones. And then yeah. I recently found a place very close to my office where they have them really authentic. So I'm I'm now eating like two or three of those a week. Oh wow, good. And do they taste the same? They taste the same. So it's they all do. about having the um the real the baguette. So it's got to be like they make it with rice flour. It's a mixture right. of rice flour. So it's crisp. It's not like a French baguette, which is quite dense. Yes. So yes. it's crispy, yes. but like yeah. kind of quite airy. And oh nice. All the, yeah, I'll have to amazing. try that. Yeah, you'll have yeah. to tell me the name of it. Favorite podcast? So Joe Rogan. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Boring. Some bit yep. of a bit of no, a uh, cool. like I you know just um yeah kind of into the um the kind of really varied topics. Um, mm -hmm. I got into UFC a few mm -hmm. years ago, like during the pandemic mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, so yeah. Just um and so just that whole um, yeah that thing drew, is yeah kind yeah. of drew me in a in a yeah, sort yeah. of a you know boring nerdy sort of uh, you know kind of <laughs> way. But yeah, that's uh, how do you relax? I relax by basically, um, you know, so I'm going to go out for, for a meal with my, my wife and kids tonight. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. having a, a, a nice meal with, with friends and family, um, that's kind of my, that's nice. you know, that, yeah. yeah, that's, I really yeah. love that. So I love that. I love traveling. So yeah. just getting into a completely different, like, like traveling is in going to places that I've never been, which are mm -hmm. off the beaten track and just mm -hmm. doing, you know, kind of almost like pretending that I'm some sort of, you know, kind of uh, 19th century traveler, right? <laughs> explorer. So I love that. explorer. I love to, even though it's, uh, you know, completely like, you know, a fantasy, right? So, mm -hmm, I mean, we're all mm -hmm. tourists, mm -hmm. you know, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I like that fantasy of being a, a traveler and like going yep. to places off the beaten track and just experiencing different things. Who would you say is your biggest inspiration? I'd say my parents. So, yeah. I mean, they, you know, um, my parents, so are, uh, from the island of Sri Lanka, so it was mm -hmm. called Ceylon back then, and mm -hmm. they they kind of moved to London uh, in the 1960s mm -hmm. by themselves, both yeah. independently. So they both yeah. went to like school and university, like yeah. uh, A levels and university here. And mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's like wow, that that was kind of quite brave. Yeah, yeah. They did really well. They kind of really um, adapted, and mm -hmm. and then doing all that, they then picked themselves up and then moved to Sydney. Moved again, which was like yeah. another another move, and then they moved uh, back to Colombo, back. So, I mean, mm -hmm. they've kind of lived a very adventurous life, right? Mm. I mean, my, my, mm. no, I was just counting, my dad's been to like more than 50 countries. Wow. I think, wow, like for, you know, so, you know, just think, wow, that's that's kind of, you know, for me quite inspirational. Yeah. That, um, yeah. you, know, um, you know, just two fairly normal people can do kind of extraordinary things. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, agreed. What's something that you still have from your childhood? My coin collection. <laughs> I had yes, I have a coin collection. So good I for you. Coins. Yeah. So there's some there's some really good ones in there. Yeah. So um, do you do you review it now as well? Do you still go back to it? No. So yeah. basically, what I did a few actually when I was 
what happened was I um, I had this coin collection. I, I thought I was going to do like a time capsule. So I buried mm-hmm. it in my parents' house. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and then, but then I then dug it up. Uh, like yeah. I, could, I wasn't yeah. patient. So yeah. a month later. Oh, so it's been a, so, you didn't wait that long. Then that's a year later. So, so I've still got a it. So, like, there's, there's some really, like there's some old ones and there's all sorts of cool coins. So I'm just keep, so I'm going to give it to my, uh, son and daughter, right? So yeah. they're not super yeah. interested in it. Like it's, you know, but yeah, that's, yeah, I've yeah. had that now. That's nice. Like, yeah, it's it's the, nice know, to share something board. like that with them. Yeah. 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 Um, what's a, a data trend that you would like to see disappear? A data trend that I'd like to see disappear. Mm. Um, hmm. I, I think sort of um, making data policies that are, you know, um, so having a data policy is mm-hmm. you, you have to have one, right. Yeah. In terms of, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and so, you know, it's, we just rewrote ours recently. Right. So writing them in such a way that people can understand and yes. engage with it. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's something yeah. where over the last 20 years, right. So like you, you'd want to almost like poke yourself in the eye rather than read one. Yes. And I think people yeah. are really sort of changing that to make them a lot more, Mm-hmm. interesting for non-data people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no i i agree with that it definitely makes sense i think it'll put you to bed most of them these days will we'll, you know make good night make for a good night's sleep what's the superpower you wish you had not not reacting to other people's emotions so i mm-hmm. you know basically um if someone else is emotional i find it quite difficult to just be completely uh un, unresponsive to that right yeah. so so it, it, it's it's like there are people where they just don't react and mm-hmm. I, I feel that's a really important like you know we, we we work in you know difficult environments mm. um mm. and so to be to not react to someone else i think is and just always almost stepping back it, right yeah, Skipping yeah. back, right? So I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's something yeah, I that um, I, I, wish, I wish I had. Right? Mm-hmm. Great superpower, actually. What's something you don't want to be doing in 10 years? I don't want to be um, having to really convince people about the data business case. Right. right. So okay. That's something that has changed. So yeah. like, I remember like 20 years ago, right? So that was the bane of my life, like building yes. cases, trying to convince mm-hmm. people, trying to get... Mm-hmm. So, I think it's with tip, right? So where I work now, you know, I'd say that the board and the CEO, no convincing required. Mm-hmm. They get it. They they absolutely want to just invest, right? So, and like in 10 years, I hope that's like a global trend that uh, yeah. people like me, like it, it's like so obvious that mm-hmm. this is something that we need to invest in. Mm-hmm. That so no one has to waste time on those yeah, sorts yeah. of things. Well, we have to make it more glamorous then. It is glamorous already. It is glamorous. <laughs> but we have to make uh, it more glamorous. Even more, even more, yes. <laughs> um, Looking back on your life, is there anything you would have done differently? Probably embraced diversity and inclusion like 20 years ago. So mm-hmm. I remember when I built mm-hmm. my first team, it was 2003 or four. So I um, had a chance to build build like a, you know, significantly scale and build this data and analytics team mm-hmm. at uh, one of the banks I worked in. And I thought I built an awesome team. Right. And um, And it felt awesome. And then people would say things like, Hey, Ranil, you built a team in your own image. And, and, <laughs> oh, I, thought, and I thought, so what? Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't really. And so looking back, it just makes me cringe. It just uh, makes me cringe. And, yeah. that, you know, we had a team of people that were all, and like, it's amazing that we didn't like just all, you know, kind of go off a cliff, right? And so, so I got a lot of feedback around that. And then mm-hmm. I realized, actually, I need to build really, I, I need to have people that are going to challenge my thinking, yep. who I disagree with. Um, from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. from, you know, different ages. Like let's, mm-hmm. you know, um, like, like I think age is definitely one part of diversity that doesn't get enough attention. Like it's really important to have a whole range of different ages, yeah. like, yeah. and hiring, you know, lots of um, older people who've got different wisdoms, different experience. So mm-hmm. that, that is something that, um, so after that, lots of feedback and yes, building teams in your own image, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go diverse and actually have, um, people who think differently and but deliberately hire people that are going to be quite challenging as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. agreed um what which movie makes you laugh the hardest 
It's this movie with um, it's called The Three Amigos. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen it. Oh, yes, Steve Martin, seen Steve and, Martin. And, you know, yeah. uh, uh, I what's that. his name? Yeah, me, Steve Martin. Martin Short. Martin, Martin Short, Short. That's his name. Marty Short. And Chevy yeah, Chase. Yeah, and Chevy yeah. Chase. Yeah, Chase, yeah. Okay, I used to, like so. I, I, you know, it just used to make me cry and yes, and, um, and laugh at the same one. time. The other, yeah, laugh and like just all those kind of che- uh, Chevy Chase movies, like yeah. the um, National Lampoon's Vacation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. So yep, be yep, able to like. I think again, as a boring teen, I quote all of that stuff and find it really (laughs) if you could teach one subject in school what would it be oh let's say school college university or whatever i mean you know up to you how to be happy Mm. right so so i you know what what is the point of school so Mm -hmm. you know we we don't focus enough on that right so like i you know it's i think we'll look back in about a hundred years and think, what were we teaching? We've got this like Victorian approach to education where we're mm. teaching people facts that are hopelessly out of date, out of date, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of date yeah. to change the useless. And yeah. actually, why don't we teach people at school how to be, how to be happy? And you know, I, I, so I, I would love to teach that. I would love mm-hmm. to, work, you know, it, you know. That, but you got to go that, to the ashram for a year and spend, hang out come with back your and guru, just teach people, and Absolutely, then come back. Yeah. Exactly, that's what yes. it is. What what's a skill that you're currently working on mastering? A skill that I'm currently working on mastering is, I would say, um, you know, again, like my ability to build team, build and scale mm-hmm. teams. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I kind of feel now th- to be a a chief data and analytics officer, right? It's really about are you able to, you know, be a machine at hiring talent? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I actually, I, I have a lot of peers and friends and colleagues who are CDAs as well. I met yes. one recently who said, yeah. you know, and he'd been in his role, new role as well, big transformation, but it's quite, it's quite similar to mine. And a couple of years ahead though, cause he started a few years before. Mm-hmm. And so he said to me, I've become a machine in hiring talent. I thought, you know what, okay. I'm going to be, I, yeah, I want yeah. to be that. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's core. That's the secret source. Like mm-hmm. how do you hire, how do you scale talent? How do you build yep. talent, diverse talent pipelines, mm-hmm. coaching. So that's something that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now, kind of um kind of obsessing about right so like mm-hmm. i really want this to be mm-hmm. something that i'm really good really at good at yeah that i can say yeah. you know what? i'm re- this is my thing mm-hmm. i you know mm-hmm. this is what's one of be known at no, no yeah. cool what three words best describe your leadership style so i'm quite quite focused mm-hmm. so i i kind of you know i i, I want to have um, a lot of focus in terms of um how i how i lead teams mm-hmm. um collaborative mm-hmm. so i i really want to have a like a very collaborative style where so not just within the team but also encourage my team to kind of always go for the win-win mm-hmm. um you know just just be incredibly um you know kind of collaborative about how we how we get uh you know things done yeah and you know the third thing i'd say is um innovative as well right mm-hmm. so just you know um you know be, don't be afraid to try new things but yeah. ask ask yep. you know why not you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, challenge and you know just kind of so yeah. th- those those would be the things that um as a leader i'm yeah you know, i try and sort of instill yeah. yeah cool what i mean i know you've talked about the data challenges i know you've talked about the hiring but what other name two other challenges that you've got which are kind of bugging you at the moment yes yeah, so look the reality is you know there's a brave new world of new mm. tech right mm. so Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't we all love to start with a blank piece of paper and yes. build a brave new world of cloud-enabled machine mm-hmm. learning and AI platforms? You know, the, the perfect MLOps capability. Yep. Just create algorithms, push them out to cloud endpoints that other other you know apps or capabilities can pick them up. That's mm-hmm. what I love to do. But the reality yep. is, um, you know, if you work in a in a legacy business, right, that's been around for like I work in a bank that's been around for a few hundred years, right. You're not starting with a blank piece of paper. No. You've, you've got layer upon layer of um, yeah. of old tech, mm-hmm. that you, uh, you know, lots of fragmentation. So that is something that um, you know that that's um, you know it, it, we can't all be startups, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so that that's where the challenge is. It's how do you actually um, you know build amazing new capabilities that integrate with you know some legacy tech, right? So yep. whether it's your channels infrastructure or whether it's your your core banking platforms. That's kind of where that's that's the harder thing about um, working for a, a more established organization is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of really working through yeah. that. Yeah. Um, 
what's the one thing that you had to learn the hard way? Yeah, so I, I think it's around basically um, uh, ramping up. So mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. this is a mistake, you know, and it took me like years of this, right? So there's an investment cycle, you get yep. funding and basically, um, but the funding requires people to do work, right? That's why you get yes. money, it's right. You get yep. money, like it's some of it's for hardware, mm -hmm. some of it's for, most of it's for people. And yes. The, the mistake yeah. that everyone makes and like even now going through this process is like, you know what? The reality is you're going to need a whole set of new people with new skills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you time to find them. Yes. You need to factor that in, right? So yeah. it'll take oh, yeah. three months to six months. Yep. Whereas it's always been the, the clock starts on January 1. So I'm right. Yet, right. So <laughs> that's something that, you know, it's one of those things where it's almost, I, I've done that so many times. It's like, now it's like, no, no, we're starting yeah. when we let's work through when we can actually get in the talent hire the like the ramp up profile yeah and then that align that with what you're trying to achieve as well and hopefully absolutely we'll at the same time and, absolutely you know you yeah. get that join yeah no i agree i think it's it's interesting you know a lot not a lot of people actually have have brought that up but i think in especially specifically in data analytics it's probably a very key aspect to what you're trying to achieve right now especially if you've got yep. pressures and you know those goals that you yeah, need to get to so Particularly yeah. like a lot of the fundings to do new, new things, right? Mm. Which are new for your organization, mm. right? So mm. we want to build a whole ML ops platform. Okay. Right. So we need some very yeah. specific skills to do that. Yeah. We yeah. don't have them. We'd have to like hire them and then sure. we've got to scale that team up. Right. Yeah. So, so those things. That's going to be a uh, difficult take find, time. isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. right. But these things one. take time and it's, yeah. it's like just planning that through and just thinking that through. Mm -hmm. How do you handle pressure in your career? Um, so look, I, I'd like to lie and say, not lie, but just like, you know, kind of, uh, pretend that, <laughs> oh yeah, I, it doesn't affect it's me. Cool, the reality man. is it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, you know what? Does. So basically, um, when there's a lot of pressure, like I, I tend to kind of like, you know, your brain is kind of working over time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what, what I try and do is like, you know, so meditation does help. Yeah. So I do yeah. like, at least like, so if the pressure's really on, I'll try and do like half an hour a day of just like um, basic insight meditation. It's just like mm -hmm. concentrating my, you know, breathing in, breathing, breathing out. Yep. Yep. So do that. And then that, that kind of anxiety Arms goes away. Right? So yeah, yeah that, that's one. I think the thing about pressure, right? So this is what I didn't realize until recently is, you know, what I, I've always convinced my, oh yeah, I can handle pressure. What happens though is I may look stressed mm. and um, mm. unfortunately as a leader, right? So even though you've got a lot of pressure on and you feel you're handling really well, but if you look a bit stressed, your team gets stressed as well. And yes. that's yeah. the part where it's actually, um, you know what? So you may think you're handling well, but if, if, it, if it looks like, you know, your, 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 your expression is a bit more rigid, mm -hmm. you know, your, mm -hmm. your emails are a bit more kind of, Got to the, the point and the thank you yeah, yeah. yeah to the point yeah. a bit more direct yeah. people then go oh okay so 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 i think that's part of it is okay so how are you manifesting that is that impacting others and that, yeah. that's something yeah. that over the last kind of few it's like being much more conscious of actually you know what um you've got to be very aware of as a leader others are mm. watching you and they're like mm. looking for the signals oh my god yeah. he's seems a bit kind of not as as chirpy should, should i feel as well so that that's something that mm -hmm. i think i'm a lot more conscious of nowadays very good. No, I, th I think that's very good. Um, what's something that you notice about someone when you first meet them? Um, you know what, how, how, um, how interested or curious they are about mm -hmm. stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's um, like, for example, like it's things like, um, you know, are they, do they ask follow-up questions? Are mm -hmm. they, you know, like, it, like are, they, are they interested mm -hmm. in, are they, you know, like it's like I'm I'm quite a curious person. I'm I'm always intrigued by others that are, but also others that are not. It's like wow, mm -hmm. you know, just mm -hmm. you know, um, wow, they were completely disinterested in any of like <laughs> didn't ask any. So so that that's I, like that that always kind of um like it's it's a it's either a very positive thing. Or it's like slightly yeah. more, it's a bit you know yeah, they, yeah. they they were completely like non not interested. Yeah, and I wonder why. I wonder what's going on there. Mm. Mm. Well. We don't know about those things, do we? Yeah, the other thing is shoes. So, like again, yeah. right? This is one of those, you know, dumb things you learn as a kid, right? So, um, I, I always look at people's shoes, and uh, you know, 
trying you know oh, like you know what sort of shoes are they wearing are they uh -huh. they polished or you yeah. know are they uh like you know because you can judge like uh, so it, it's kind of again something that you know very different right so particularly as you know is it about preparation back, no it's kind yeah. of more about like what does it say about you right so um you know i um you know uh one of our really senior execs uh, at the company I work wears uh, like really cool shoes. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like really cool. It's like, wow, yeah. like she's got some really cool trainers on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, it, it says something versus sometimes they wear like the most boring kind of brown, you know, kind of Oxfords. And I'm thinking, <laughs> do you know what? That was all good. <laughs> oh, all hang good on. Wasn't one of the things about judgment earlier we spoke about, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm quite interested. Yeah. <laughs> My last question for you, Ronel, is what would you like to be remembered for? Do you know what? So I, I'd, I'd love to be remembered for, you know, people saying, oh, you know, that guy, Ronel, he helped me. Like, mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. and was kind of, uh, so like I, I worked in New Zealand briefly and, um, I worked at, um, but if I, I recently, um, you know, via LinkedIn got in touch with, you know, one of the, one of the this person in my team yeah. and, um, yeah. I hadn't even realized this. So she'd been, I completely forgotten. She'd been in a certain, like she'd been in the marketing team and I think mm -hmm. yeah, I moved her from the marketing team into my world of, you know, kind of database yep. marketing. And, mm -hmm. and, and so basically that then I, I left soon afterwards, but then she went off and had this and, but she remembers as, wow, you saw something, you really helped me. And mm -hmm. it's like, wow, that was mm -hmm. the, that's the proudest I've ever felt like yeah. this, you know, kind of, and so I, I'd love to be remembered for helping people, you know, giving them advice in terms mm -hmm. of their careers, helping them mm -hmm. with their career. And, um, you know, in, in the same way that I felt that, um, I got life handed to me on a plate, right? The universe sure. just kind of, so yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to do that yeah. for others and like yeah. to be, you know what? The random person saying, oh, that guy, Renil, like just small thing for him, but made a huge impact on my life. That That's that's something Great. that, that I, I'd love to um to, to do and uh, yeah. be remembered for. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Ranil Bateju, thank you so much for coming on to the Data Strategy Show and for answering 66 questions. And you've been a great guest and thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, that went really quick. I yeah, done it like did another, go very quick. Another 50. Yeah. <laughs>